Welcome to Ready to Mosh, a podcast all about rock, metal and alternative music. I'm Kev P. And I'm Gem G. Each episode will bring you the latest news, talk about new releases and review gigs and festivals that we've been to. There'll be a smattering of guest interviews and a lot of random chat. As well as podcasts, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search at Ready to Moshcast. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Ready to Mosh. Yep, episode 40 and just like when I was 40... There's no party. Well, yeah, but it, you were 40 during the middle of COVID. I know. Teasing. If we'd have thought about this in advance, we probably could have had a little party, but... I've got some beers right near me now. You have. School night. I'm working from home tomorrow. I'll be fine. True. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, 40 episodes in. Yeah. <laughs> My voice went weird then. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Dear, what a start. Uh, should we start with the news then? Why not? We've done it for the last 39 episodes, roughly. Ish. Yeah. Not everyone had news. Not every single one had news. But this one has. So, kicking off then, one of our favourite people, Wednesday 13. Yes. Has finally announced a new UK tour after cancelling the one that we should have gone to last year. Was it the year before? Lost the plot with whenever that was. I don't know. It got got rescheduled and... No, it never got rescheduled. It just got postponed. Got postponed. Never actually got... Cancelled. Cancelled. Um, anywho, and then obviously pulled out of download, but anyway, we have new UK tour dates, which is very exciting, so we've got our tickets. We already got those. We were on that, so yeah, it's covering various places across most of, I was going to say most of the UK, it's mainly England, with one date in Scotland, in Glasgow, we'll be at the Nottingham one, mm-hmm. and it's actually on Good Friday, Yeah, which is great, because we booked the tickets and then went to put it on the calendar, and it was Good Friday, so don't even have to worry about getting there after work. <laughs> Get absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> And just in addition to that, the supports are already announced. So it's going to be south of Salem, who we're going to be seeing at Stone Dead anyway. Yeah, we are. I quite like them already, so that's a bonus. And then Sick and Beautiful, who I'm not familiar with at all, so we'll be checking them out beforehand. Yeah, that's quite a decent lineup. So mm. be yeah. uh, good to get around to that. So when was that again? Tour runs from the 6th of April through to the 15th. Cool. No effects. I was saying last week that they'd. Got some potential dates they could do, download, because uh, they were doing their their end of tour tour. Yes, or end of, I was going to say end of life tour. End of life that's tour. A bit harsh. Jesus, that's a bit bleak. <laughs> the end of themselves. Oh, I don't yes. know how to say this without sounding morbid. And farewell tour. It's, yeah, basically it's their farewell tour. And they're not playing download, but they have been added, kind of, to Slam Dunk. Yeah, I thought at first they were just going to be at headlining somewhere. Yeah. Within it, but yeah, it's separate, isn't it? Yeah, so they're doing Leeds on the Friday and Hatfield Park on the Sunday. Because Slam Dunk's in, obviously in two different places. Yeah. And apparently if you've got tickets, these can be exchanged so you can go on the Friday as well. Mm. But I'm assuming you have to pay extra because the normal ticket price, I had a look, was £66. For the effects. The effects one. I would assume so then. I saw they could swap something if you wanted to go to a different... If you've got South tickets, you could swap for North. No, if you've got North, or... you could you could swap for South. Yeah. I saw on Twitter. To be honest, it just confused me a lot, so I didn't keep reading. Yeah. <laughs> work it out, so I left it. I'll have to look into that and find yeah. out what's happening. I think I know somebody that's potentially going, so mm. I'll uh, see what they come back with. Yeah, so it's almost essentially turning it into a two-day festival, but without any accommodation. Yeah, but, it, but if it's a headline show, it's just going to mm. be... An evening show, you'd have thought, maybe a couple oh, of hours. True, yeah, I guess. Almost like the evening entertainment section of Download. Yeah. Or Stone Dead, actually. Or Stone Dead, yeah. <laughs> that's what Stone Dead is, isn't it? Friday night party. 
Saturday yeah. Festival. Uh, my next one is that Ice Nine Kills have rescheduled their UK and Europe tour from March to June. So the initial reason they gave was that Spencer's court date wasn't settled and he wasn't allowed to travel or something like that, which I was like, oh, I didn't even know he'd been to court. But it turns out that was like an in-joke to do with one of their last videos where he was in court. So anyway, but realistically, or more truthfully, they have since posted, I've seen, and this is in most people's minds anyway, it's just a logistical thing because they're touring with Metallica in Europe and the UK. Well, not actually, no, they're not in the UK, are they? Metallica, they're a download. They're a download. But yeah, they're doing, you know, Metallica's double dates that they're doing in other places. I think that's kind of around that time anyway. So it's basically to save them coming over to the UK and Europe to fly back to the US to then come back with Metallica. So Makes sense. Yeah, it has caused some issues for some people who have got tickets because the dates are kind of around download time, some of the week before. But the Bristol date is on the... Wednesday, the first date of download. So Ooh. obviously, if you go into both, then... You're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Yeah. Obviously, be able to get a refund, but that's not the point. And I know that the Nottingham date is the Monday after download. So essentially, you'd be coming home from download potentially that morning and then going straight to Nottingham to see that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some speculation about whether they will therefore be at download. I don't know, because they were there last year. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But... It kind of wouldn't, obviously, with them touring with Metallica anyway, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wait and see. Okay. We mentioned Stone Dead a little while ago, and Stone Dead have sold 80% of their tickets already. Wow. And we're only in January. It sold out in July last year, completely. Probably gonna sell out soon so it's probably going to sell out quicker. Apparently, yeah. the general camper van and the caravan passes have all sold out. Yeah, I had seen that already, I think. So it's yeah. just general arena. It's just general weekend. General camping, isn't yeah. it? But, yes. No, general camping's sold out. Oh, has it? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It looks like it said general camper van and camper van passes. Oh. So I'm assuming by that they mean general camping. Yeah. Last thing I've got really, um, not particularly UK relevant, but we may have some listeners in the USA. A couple of big tours have been announced over there this week. Gajira and Mastodon are touring, I think it's April, May and August. And then Ugly Kid Joe, supported by Fozzy, are doing some dates across May and June. Yeah, the Ugly Kid Joe one, that's their first US tour for 27 years. Really? I didn't know that. I read that today. Oh, so we got them first. Looks like it, yeah. of recent times. Mm. In fact, I will just double check that. Yes, I was correct. First US tour in 27 years. Wow, that's a long time. Uh, I think that's it for the news this week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not a lot going on. Right, our main review this week then is the solo album from Vil Valo. Or is it Valo? I thought it was Valo. I say Valo. I've heard people say Valo. You would think after being a fan for like 25 years, I might know, but I don't. <laughs> anyway, solo album Neon Noir. Yeah. I believe from conversations during the week, we have quite different views on this album. Yeah, I should, I will put this into context. I'm not a massive fan of him. They've yeah. done. Maybe a handful of tracks I really like. The rest, I don't, I just don't listen to. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Which is an interesting point because I did actually read a quote somewhere. I think it was like a, possibly like a preamble to an interview with yeah. Will. It basically said the people who listen to this album will fall into two camps. They will either be him fans who are just totally nostalgic over getting new music and a full album from him mm-hmm. and people who will think it's quite cringy, I think was the word used. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I think it is quite a, it's a, a Marmite, Marmite album, but a lot of the reviews I have read have been very positive, so they must all be nostalgic old him fans like me. Yeah, all old emos. I wouldn't say they were emo. They were pre-emo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you want to start? What are we doing? Are we going to give a general yeah, opinion? Just, yeah, general opinion of the tracks. and. I mean, are we going track by track, or are we just going to give a general overview to start with and pick out some tracks? Uh, I mean, well, mine are all pretty much one-liners, so... I mean, overall, for me, it's just like a perfect goth-pop album. Yeah. For me, it's, I don't know, it's like having your testicles smashed with a hammer. I just find know. it really painful. So that's an extreme dislike. I will say, though, just before we go into the tracks, although it is his first solo album, a lot of the tracks have already been released anyway. Yeah. So a lot of it wasn't that new, because mm. there was an EP, which I can't remember the name of... Gothic Fenica Volume 1, which had three tracks on it, and then there's been three singles as well. So it's only, because one track's an instrumental, there's only five new ones to really listen to, mm. if you're familiar with the other bits he's done. I mean, for me, there's there's kind of like three or four tracks that are okay. Yeah. And, yeah, the others I'm not a fan of. Okay, what did you think of Echolocate Your Love? Echolocate Your Love. Is it Echolocate? All week I've been saying Echolocate, and it's Echolocate. Is it Echolocate? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I say, why does he always have... Titles that I can't pronounce. This one for me is probably the best track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a like an eighty synth feel. Yeah. Um, has this been a single? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've put that. I expected it to be a single. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like an eighties synth, then a more classic nineties rock feel to it. Yeah, I like the eighties vibes going through that and the synths and yeah, it's quite musically upbeat and yeah, that that is about as good as it gets for me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the next one, Run Away From The Sun, that was one that was on the EP. I can say this is really catchy. I started doing my notes, but to be honest, most of them are really catchy, I find. Okay. Get stuck in your head. So different points throughout the day, a different one will pop up in there. As well, again, this was quite popping for me. A lot of people have said this anyway. It does have lots of echoes of him mm. through it anyway. This could have fitted in, I think, on um, Dark Shadows and Brilliant Highlights. I'll just look yeah. at you with a blank expression. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got one line about this, bile-inducing pop. Oh. Really hate that track. Really? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Title track, Neon Neon Noir. Noir. Improves a lot better from track two, and it's got a good build to the chorus. Yeah, yeah. okay. I quite like the really kind of light guitar intro, then it builds to heavier, and again, goth pop, some really nice poetic lyrics in that one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Loveletting. Yeah, that's another single. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a whiny, hateful song. A whiny, hateful song. Yeah, it sounds like a ballad from the 90s, like it's extreme, doing more than words, or it's just it's revolting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting your criticism to be so visceral. It's very visceral. Gosh, I thought this had really lovely, delicate keys and guitars and some beautiful melodic <laughs> vocals. Oh, no. I'm pretty much yeah. sick in my mouth every time I hear it. I kind it. of know what you mean a bit. There's like that clap along bit in the middle. And yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, you can imagine that live, everyone clapping to that. Yeah. But overall, The Forever Lost, that's uh, another heavier one, isn't it? And again, for me, that very similar to kind of Dark Shadows, brilliant highlights. It's a quicker tempo, which mm. I prefer. Yeah. Um, but the vocals just don't do it for me. So mm. it's kind of very, very middle of the road. Yeah, nothing inspiring about it for me. But another catchy chorus, you'll get stuck in your head. Probably. That's another one I can't pronounce. Do you want to pronounce this one? Baby Lacrimarium. Yeah, I'm not keen on this one. It's still catchy and it's grown on me because it got stuck. Is it because it sounds like the lightning seeds? 
Do you think? Yeah. Really? The guitars sound like the lining seats. Okay. I've not noticed that, but I'll listen to it again. That might be what it is, but I'm not keen on like the, the vocal arrangement in the verse on this mm. one. Something about it, I'm just like, mm, not so sure. Uh, it's. I think it's Life of Riley it reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why. Salute Sanguine. Is that track seven? It is. I think it's probably my, one of my favourite ones. This one reminds this is me a lot actually of okay. yeah. um, Love Metal, which is my favourite hymn album. Yeah, I don't mind this one. This is yeah. all right. I can see this doing well. Yeah, and again, this is another heavier one. I think that's why I like it, because in terms of him, I'm definitely an early on him fan, probably first four, possibly fifth album mm. going up to. And a lot of it is obviously lighter, like the more recent stuff. And I'm definitely more old school, the heavier stuff that they started out with. So that one was definitely more nostalgic for me. Okay. Intramodia? Uh, steaming turd. More whiny <laughs> nonsense is what this, I wrote. This one did remind me of a pop ballad. Yeah, absolute. I felt that really shit. kind of arms swaying, that kind <laughs> yeah. of. I hate this one. I just but really don't like I, it. I do like the vocals in this one again. Okay. It's very light and nice and soft. Uh, Heartful of Ghosts is the next one. Uh, Dare I ask? <laughs> no, well, it's a, it's kind of like a you know lighter stroke, phones in the air kind of song. Mm, I found this one quite slow and haunting. Yeah, it does absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> well, you know, I did pre-warn people I don't like him. True. So Why do I get the hard pronunciations? Saturnine Saturnalia. Started like T-Rex. Do you think? Yeah, definitely. I will play you the. I'll play you some opening chords mm. to a couple of songs, and then play, and then you play that, and it's that's what it reminds me okay. of. Okay. Uh, I love the opening chords, yeah. but I expected something heavier and different. Mm. It doesn't live up to the start. I know what you mean. It's got a really cool dev- uh, devy, heavy doomy intro. And then, yeah, the riff kind of continues heavy-ish, and it kind of contrasts with, I thought, with the vocals and stuff. This was more, for me, in terms of a hymn comparison, Venus Doom kind of that era later on. Okay. Which I know means absolutely nothing, nothing to you. Zena yeah. Solitaire, the instrumental. I'm not sure why that's on there. It was a nice little ditty, I guess. I like it, actually. It's a nice piece of music. I'm it, just not quite sure. It belongs sure. in a film. It's very atmospheric. Mm. Really could do well in a film. Yeah. I, I thought that might be the end track. It's, it's kind of weird not to have I it mean. as an end track. It's almost, for me, it felt a little bit like an encore before the last track. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> a little lull yeah. before. And then the last track, which is the longest one as well, isn't it? Vertigo Eyes. That's about seven minutes. It sounded like a lifetime to me. <laughs> Tedious drivel is what I've written to that. Yeah. Don't like that one. Okay. I quite like that one. It's not my favourite. It was a bit of a slow build and then obviously it's almost like a track of two halves, isn't it? How it just fades out towards mm. the end as well. But yeah, I feel like almost the instrumental could have tagged on after the end, like yeah. end credits, maybe. What would you give it out of 10? I think I'd go for 8 out of 10. Okay. Given that there's a couple of tracks that are okay, I'd give it 4. Okay. It is one of those. If you like him, you'll love mm. this album. Yeah. If you I get don't that. like him, you'll hate it. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for our live review of Ville in March. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It, it could have come. The, the live experience yeah. could be different. It could, and actually, I was quite excited this week. I was saying, I think, when we were doing our preview of twenty three, wonder if he'll do any hymn tracks. He will, because um, a set list was shared of his first solo gig this year, I think it was. Yeah. It looks like he actually alternates between a solo song and then a hymn song. Oh. So I thought that was quite an interesting mix. Whether obviously it'll continue on that on the tour, I don't know, but... Well, with the hymn ones, unless it's Wicked Game or Buried Alive by Love, I'm not going to know what it is. They also look like classic hymn songs that you may know anyway. Yeah. 
And I yeah. think the, well, I'm saying I think these will come across better live and heavier. I don't know actually, because I don't know what, obviously in him, they were heavier anyway. Mm. And with this, he actually did the whole album himself. He, well, he had help producing it, but he obviously wrote it and he did all the, um, well, the did all the guitars and drums. And yeah. And hence why it's quite synthy and the drums are all programmed because he's, he's not a drummer. So a lot of that is programmed. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's primarily him doing the vocals and the guitars and then that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kind of, well, backing band, I guess, mm. he, he chooses and what approach the live has. Right. We are now going to review As Everything Unfolds, who have a new single out called Ultraviolet. And we're going to listen to this now, and then we're going to come back and tell you what we think. So we're listening for the first time, as we did last week with the End of Shikari one. Yeah. So our first impressions are coming up after this short break. What do you think? I really like that. I do. That's the best thing I've listened to all week. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of other stuff, but that is the best thing I've yeah. listened to all week. Yeah, I really like that. It's the third single off the next album. Yeah. Definitely the heaviest. Yeah, they've it's done. really, really heavy. And then some beautiful vocals on it as well. It sounded like uh, Linkin Park at the start to me. You know, mm, the scratching. Yeah, actually, I was trying to think what it reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like, mm. kind of like hybrid theory era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolute banger. And, yeah, the video was cool as well. Yeah, it was okay. There wasn't a lot happening. It wasn't, um, but I quite liked the... It was kind of atmospheric with the different colours going through and obviously the violet and... Yeah. It's yeah. quite interesting to watch as well. Looking forward to the next album. Right, main feature time. And this week it's all about support bands that we've seen over many years. And just as a bit of a thing at the beginning, we there's a lot of bands we don't remember seeing mm-hmm. who we would have done for different reasons. Just, I mean, alcohol probably, alcohol and time will probably play the biggest part in this. Yeah, old and forgetful. I've come, I was trying to do this off memory and just pinging them down what I thought, well, what I did remember. And then there was one I was looking up. And I had absolutely no idea that I'd seen some of those bands. And then I went down a bit of a wormhole looking at some old tickets. And I was like, oh, there's loads here. So there's definitely some that I'll be missing that, again, maybe we'll revisit. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, one of my earliest ones that I actually remember was Ladytron. Oh, yeah. We saw Support Nine Inch Nails. We did. They're not on my list. They were yeah. quite cool, weren't they? When they were that? really cool. I was going to ask you that. I want to say 2010. Oh, no, it's before then. Was it? Yeah, sounds bizarre, but I distinctly remember walking home off the bus after that gig. It was the one where I fainted and I was still not right. Oh, yeah, I know. I want to say 06, 07 or 08. All right, so we've narrowed it down to three years. Yeah, if I'd known you were going to bring that one up, I probably got the ticket, so... Well, that would have been... Was that the With Teeth tour? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's the With Teeth tour, so probably about 07. I think 07, yeah. Yeah. It was a long, long time mm. ago, but Ladytron were really, really cool. Yeah, there was kind of, I don't want to say like a phase of them, but they were quite kind of popular, weren't they? Kind of electronic. Yeah, kind of like kind electronic of industrial. Industrial bands seemed to be on a big quite thing. A thing at that point in time, yeah. I guess. So to be that, honest, that was my first I, one. I forgot they existed. Go on, so let's rattle through a few of yours. Yeah, a few of mine. Okay, my, my first one, I've mentioned this gig before, so I won't dwell on it a lot because it's in Do You Remember the first time, but my first support bands were Thunder and Van Halen. Yeah, which absolutely huge. <laughs> yeah, supporting Bon Jovi at the, I was going to say Doncaster Dome, no, Doncaster. The Race Rund, course? No, Don Valley. 
the Don Valley Doncaster. <laughs> Sheffield Don Valley. Yeah. What's my brain on today? I knew there was a Don in it. Yeah, in June 1995. <laughs> okay. What other um, what ones have you kind of got that's more, that's kind of coming after that? Yeah, I mean, mine are all pretty old, to be honest. The majority of them are going like 95 or to 2006. So my next one was my first indoor gig, which was at Sheffield Arena. Mm-hmm. And it was Terrorvision supporting Def Leppard on the Slang Tour in 1996. I love Terrorvision. I do. They were so cool. I remember walking into the arena and they were already on stage and Tony was just doing his thing as he does. And yeah, that was really cool. So another one I remember is one we went to a long time ago, which was we saw Mini Mansions oh, yeah. support Roll Blood. Yeah, I remember them. Mm. Mm, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, because Mini Mansions has got... Somebody from another band in. Yes. Is it someone from... Queens of the Stone Age, I think. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. That that was heaving, that gig. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Royal even Blood for Mini Mansions. Yeah, yeah. Royal Blood were huge at that point when the yeah. first album came out. Yeah, that yeah. was one. Um, I'm trying to do mine in date order, but they're not wrote down in that, so just bear with. I think my next one was the Vandals supporting Pearl Jam. Oh, that's a good double. I know, it was random, obviously, because Vandals yeah, are all different. very fun pop punk. Um, but yeah, that was in June 2000 at Cardiff Arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very much a, a change of pace between the two bands, obviously. <laughs> Pill Jam being Pill Jam and them being very, you know, bouncy and etc. But yeah, that was quite cool. Uh, a good one I've got here was 2019 was Black Peaks. They supported Shikari. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, it was Black Peaks, Palais Royale, and Shikari. Didn't yeah. like Palais Royale at all. Still don't. Yeah. But Black Peaks were amazing. Oh, I'd forgot all about those. This is a good joke <laughs> for the memory. One day we're going to do a full on spreadsheet of every single band we've ever seen and when that we can remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say I've got a lot of bands that I yeah. can't even remember going to. What have I got next? Let's go to 2001, I think. This was Disturbed, supporting Marilyn Manson. That's, again, that's a great one. Mm, yeah, Disturbed were on their, I think it would have been first album at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it being really cool. And back in the day when David Draymond did his thing, coming on stage to be in an electric chair. Yeah. as their opening thing that they did. I don't know if he still does that. I wouldn't have thought so now. So. But yeah, they, they were really good. Another one I've got was I saw Pig support Mortis. In 2020. Oh, you did, didn't you? At the rescue rooms. 2020? 2020, I think it was. The world was locked down in 2020. Oh, yeah. it was Actually, it would have been long before that. I think it was 2017 when you saw Pig. Ooh. I'm basing it it on your T-shirt. Yeah, it was the Swine and Punishment Tour. Yeah. And, yeah, it was an eventful night because it was really empty when Pig were on. Hmm. And I went with a friend and said to him, like, if it doesn't start filling up soon, I'm just going to go straight to the front. Got straight to the front, literally smack at the front for Mortis. Mm. And Pig were absolutely amazing. And, yeah, Mortis played a set barefoot as normal and had, a you know, the cans of Red Stripe that they uh, give to everybody at, who's playing at Rocks, uh, who's playing at Rescue Rooms. Yeah. He'd got a kind of like a half can. And his idea was to absolutely leather this can into the crowd. Mm. And he absolutely smashed this can and it hit me sock in the chest, covered me in beer. And I got a load of beer as it frothed up. It hit all of my eye. I couldn't see anything uh, for a couple of minutes. And then there was a part in the song where they went to like an instrumental bit. And I just cleared the beer from my eye. And Mortis kind of like leant over and went, are you all right? 
Technically, you've got mortis spit in your eye. Yeah, I've never looked at it like that, but yeah, I yeah, suppose you, in a sense. you tend to get a little bit of saliva residue on a can you do. up in yeah. front, don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, there's a claim to fame. <laughs> but yeah, Mortis more kind of apologised for it mm. and uh, carried on playing. So there you go. Right, I think my next one, this is actually a triple bill of support, which were awesome. These all supported Slipknot in February 2002 and the first act were One Minute Silence. Mm-hmm. And then we got In Flames, and then we got American Head Charge. That's decent. All before Slipknot. Yeah, that's really good. And that was a good night. It was at Cardiff Arena, that one. as part of probably Slipknot's first arena tour, I would think. Mm. That was, um, I bet that was a bargain looking back. I don't know how yeah, it was, but imagine yeah. four bands, yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one, so mine are getting quite recent now. Mm. So another great one was Cassiette supporting Frank Carter. And the Rattlesnakes. Oh, yes. Uh, Cassiette came on and played a couple of tracks with Frank as well. Yeah. And But yeah, that that was a... I mean, the whole show was just brilliant. I can say Lynx were on. Lynx was on before Cassiette, yeah. 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 I remember you really liking Lynx. Yeah, they were good fun as well, just to bop along to. <laughs> I've got another one from November 2002. And this one blew my mind because I remember going to the gig and I just couldn't remember for the life of me who supported. So mm. I Googled it and I was like, surely that wasn't... I wasn't there then, was I? So I'll, I'll check my ticket. This is when I went down the wormhole of tickets. Mm. And I was indeed. So this was Alice Cooper, and this was actually billed as a Monsters of Rock gig. Okay. And the support was for Coop, it... So Cooper was a headline. Cooper was headlining. And support was Thunder, mm. again, obviously. I wonder who's my most frequent support band. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a thing. For another one, yeah. LA Guns and the Choir Boys. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure I remember getting to the arena before it started to fill up, so I must have been there from the start. Obviously, I knew I've seen Thunder, I've seen them since, but... It's an interesting mix, LA Guns. interesting mix to have LA Guns, Cooper yeah. and the Choir Boys. It's very old school, wasn't it? Yeah. So, hence the, the kind of Monsters of Rock billing on that one. And just thought of one I forgot, actually, another one, Alice Cooper, a few years later, Twisted Sister supported. That one makes more mm. sense. That's kind of like, that is a good kind of double... Yeah, that was good. Well, to be fair, thinking about it, Alice Cooper last year, I think we've said this before, but had really good support. We just couldn't get to any of the dates. Another one for me is Trash Boat and As Everything Unfolds. They were supporting Shikari. Yes. Again, so... Last year, wasn't it, that one? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. And that is probably one of the strongest supports I've ever seen Mm. at any show. Because, I mean, like... I'm a big fan of As Everything Unfolds, mm. big fan of Trash Boat, and seeing both with Shikari as a headliner was just, you know... You, yeah. don't get, you don't get many triple band sets now. You don't get a lot, no. Yeah, especially when it's all bands you want to see as well. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it that is. doesn't happen often. Mm. My next one is a completely random one. Well, kind of. I guess they do kind of go together, but this was a support for Motley Crue in 2005. It was Killing Joke. Ah, yeah. I love Killing Joke. I do now. I've never really come across before. They're one of those bands. You know, sometimes like in the olden days, you'd see bands a lot in magazines. Yeah. And you'd see like the album cover. And I remember the, you know, the yellow album with the, yeah. the clown on? Is it mm-hmm. clown? I just remember seeing that advertised loads and I'm like, but I never thought, to, obviously you couldn't just listen for free really back then, could you? Yeah. So I wasn't really that familiar with them at that point, but very much a fan of them now. Mm. And that was my introduction to them. Well... When I was just mentioning about Trash Boat being support, mm. there was a show we went to where Trash Boat headlined, mm. but their support, again, was phenomenal, and that was Death Blooms and Calva Louise. 
Oh, and and somebody strange bones. strange bones. Yes. Yes. That's who I was missing. I was thinking who else was it? Yeah. It was Strange Bones, yeah. And that that was just a great night. Yeah, it was. Really, really good. It was night. a late night. It was a late night, but a great <laughs> night. Yeah. Yeah. That again, that I mean, sometimes you just get support bands where it just hits mm. absolutely everything. Yeah. And yeah, that was one of those nights. Moving up to two thousand and six for me, we're getting a bit more recent. Oh, a bit more recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mastodon supported Tool on oh. their arena tour. So I saw them at Nottingham Arena in yeah December 06. That was a good one. Yeah, I was going to go to that and I couldn't get to... Mm. I think I was working that night and I yeah. couldn't get to it. Sorry. Yeah, I really wanted to go to that. Yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so another recent one. In fact, my, my next two are both from this year. This year? I've not been to a gig yet this year. So oh, not this year, it's last year. Oh, I'm glad it's not just me that gets the oh, years mixed I've, up. Com- I've confused it now, yes. <laughs> so it was last year. Yeah. So the first one was Alces. Oh, yeah, they were good. They were amazing. Yeah. As if time stood still for them, it was, mm. you just get completely lost in their music. Yeah, we said that on the live review, didn't we? It felt like, it kind of felt like they'd been on a long time, but it didn't. Yeah, you you knew the songs were long, but it didn't feel like they It didn't feel like they were time. dragging, did it? No. You were just kind of caught up in them. I'm jumping forward 12 years now. I seem to have a missing period of gigs. I definitely went to gigs between these years, but I think you might have covered some of them anyway. So, okay. Yeah, I'm jumping up to 2018 now with Hollywood Vampires supported by The Damned and the Darkness. Yeah, that's not bad. It's weird. I've gone all that time without seeing The Damned. Again, they're a band that they've obviously been around forever. Yeah. But they always seem to be, you know, like Motorhead were always at Rock City and we never went. The Damned always seem to have been... Somewhere. Around, playing yeah. every year. And for whatever reason, I think I like them, but I probably didn't like them enough to go and see them mm. at their own show, so I'm really glad I got them ticked off. They were really great. Yeah, it's a good shout. Mm. My last one, I think. No, it's not my last one. So there's a couple more. Uh, one mm. very recent was Dead Poet Society. They supported and had an absolutely belter, absolute belter of a show. That was mm. really, really good. And, yeah, I'm, I hope I get to see those again. Mm. They, they were really, really, really cool. I was going to say this is my last one, but I've remembered one that I think we've both forgotten, which was a really awesome night. So I'll save that Ooh. for when we've both finished and you're looking at me very intrigued, don't you? Yeah. So I'm jumping right up to literally the last gig that we went to. Yeah. Have you got that one as well? Is that Skindred and Napalm Death? It is, yeah. Yeah, I've got that one oh, too. Oh, there we go then. We said it at the time on the live review. Yeah. Um, check that out if you've not listened to it. Um, but yeah, that was a an epic trio of bands, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a perfect night. It yeah. was a real fun night, that was. Yeah, it was three very different bands. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool to have three or four bands or two bands even that are similar, but having different ones as well. Like yeah, it was a whole mix and mm. it, yeah, it did work. Right, so we have both forgotten a four-band billing from September 2018, I think. I think it was 18, was it 19? Four-band billing. At Rock City. Okay. Is it Shikari again? No. So the headliner, or do you want a few more minutes to think? Or not no, minutes, go on. not having that long. <laughs> go on, who's the headliner? The headliner was Static X. Oh, bollocks, yes. Do you know what? I'd remembered that and then forgot to write it down. Don't, I'd never even thought about it, to be honest. I think because most of my when I was thinking further back in time. But yeah, we had three support bands for that one. So yeah. the first one was Dope. Who were incredible. The second one was Soil. Amazing, yeah. And the third one was Wednesday 13. 13. Yeah. And mm. then Static X is the headliner. Um, for anyone who's not seen recent Static X, 
Yeah, obviously Wayne Static passed away. Many years ago. Longer ago than you realise. Yeah, and the lead vocalist now is from... Dope. <laughs> yeah, and but it's bizarre what they do. So he wears a, a Wayne Static face mask and, has and hair. hair. Yeah, it's a bit... To be honest, I was a bit apprehensive. I didn't know how I'd feel watching it. It was creepy. It was kind of creepy, but it, then you kind of forgot. You forgot and got used to yeah. it. And then... But then they'd have a projection on of actual Wayne, and that was a bit weird. Yeah. But I guess if they wanted to continue, I'd rather they did that than go down the hologram route. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because that's just weird. But having never seen Static X in their original format, I can't really compare. But it was, but it was a great night. It was great, yeah. Three actually. amazing support mm. acts. And I would see them again in their current form, Static X, because they were supposed to be at Bloodstock, weren't they, last year? And yeah. They had to pull out, but... Yeah, that was yeah. a shame. But yeah, they're, the, they're our kind of pick of most memorable, bestest, whatever, support Favourite bands. Favourite supports, yeah. We have got some on the opposite end of the scale, which we may do in a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Not that we want to, obviously... Name and shame, yeah. But we have seen some bad support bands. Yeah, ones that weren't to our taste, shall we say. But we'll, yeah, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> right, recommendation time now. And this week's Ready to Mosh recommendation is Mastiff, who build themselves as a miserable band from a miserable city. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. They're from Hull. <laughs> no offence to anyone from Hull, but that's their words, not ours. <laughs> Yeah, they've uh, got the latest single out, which came out in actually a couple of years ago now, mm. which was Midnight Creeper, came out in 2021. They've got three albums out so far. Rank came out in 2016, Plague in 2019, and the latest album, Leave Me on the Ashes of the Earth, came out in 2021. And yeah, they're absolutely amazing. I highly recommend the first track on the last album, which is called The Hits. Mm. That is really cool. Yeah, sound-wise, they're kind of... Hardcorey doom sludge. A couple of tracks in particular really reminded me of Conjurer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the hiss, uh, the opening track actually reminded me of Behemoth as well. So mm. it's kind of a full on onslaught. It's yeah. um, it's really really cool. That. Yeah, we haven't seen them live as of yet, but we will be doing soon as they are one of the support bands for Avatar on the UK dates of Avatar's UK and European tour coming up in February. So I think they've got about seven dates in the UK between the 18th and 25th of February and we'll be there at the Nottingham one. And they're also going to be at Mangata Festival on July the 15th. They're going to be headlining the Red Room stage. Yeah, so we'll be watching them there as well. Mm. And I believe they're also planning to record their latest album around springtime this year. So there'll be hopefully some new music to check out later in the year. So go give them a listen. Right, that is the end of episode 40. So thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget, if you're not following us already, you can find us on various social media places. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Ready to Mosh Cast and Facebook, TikTok and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. So please go like, follow, share. Spread the word about us. We'll be ever so, ever so grateful. And we'll be back next week with episode 41. Make it stop, move.